Welcome to Madison Labor Radio. Labor Radio is dedicated to bringing news, information, and cultural events focused on working people and the labor movement to the Madison area and surrounding communities. I'm Rebecca Meyer-Rao of Worker Justice Wisconsin. This is a fall fundraiser show. Your support helps make Labor Radio and all the great programming on WORT possible. Hello, I am David Delia. Today we bring you an update of the UAW strike still holding strong against the big three automakers. Details on the largest healthcare worker strike ever in the U.S., news of actions by state workers, and much more. And if you like what you hear, please consider becoming a sustaining supporter of WORT and Labor Radio. Hello there, this is Madison Labor Radio, and it's a pledge drive edition. Uh, we'd like you to talk to us, 608-256-2001. A lot of interesting things happening in the labor movement, and as we have said, this is one of the few places to hear directly from the people who are picketing, from the UAW people. Our reporters are out in Chicago, they're out in Michigan, they're out in Milwaukee. This is the only place in town you'll hear directly from the people who are out there fighting for all of us. And we need you to help fight for us. 608-256-2001. WRT needs your support. This is not frivolous. We need to have a roof that doesn't leak. We need to have windows that actually close and can keep out the cold in the winter. And we need to have the kind of equipment here that can bring you the high-quality sound and the depth of reporting that you can get nowhere else. And we have a... Starting pledge uh, from... Oh, well, right. I have to say it because it is from Carol, <laughs> but we will not say who it is, and we thank her very much for her generosity. Uh, we also have others here, yeah, right? Well, if only we knew how other people could pledge. Uh, no, we have... I just want to tell you that uh, uh, Mary Lou is our pledge taker. Uh, uh, Lois is her backup. But it's really Mary Lou who's doing the heavy lifting. Um, I just got two books from John Melrod, who was speaking in town, called Fighting Times, Organizing on the Front Lines of the Class War. Uh, We have only two copies of this book at the $50 level. And it is signed by the author. So... uh, it's uh, it's really a lot of uh, the, about the history of the struggles uh, after. Uh, well, this is American the, Motors, and John was a rank and file leader there. Yeah. On the on the assembly line, and his book talks about how it was to work on the assembly line, work with people, challenge the company, and sometimes emerge victorious. And so it's very uplifting and particularly timely, given what's happening now in the UAW and at Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis, which took over the, the uh, took over American Motors, eventually closed the plants in Milwaukee. But nonetheless, the John story is an uplifting account of what it is possible to do. And Wait. if you want a copy of that book, yes. it's available at the $50 pledge level. To get that, you have to call in 608-256-2001. 
or talk go to on the intro on the internet. I don't know if you no, can get not, that on no, the internet. No, it's not. No, you've got to call in for this one. Oh, you got to because there's in only for that two. One? Yeah, so these are fighting. You can times. also pledge on the internet at wrtfm.org. But this is a phone call pledge premium that we have. We have other pledge premia too that you can get on the internet or not on the internet. Give us a call, 608-256-2001, or, of course, go on the internet at wrtfm.org. Make a generous pledge. The main thing you're pledging for is the radio, the programming, everything we do here at WRT. The thank you gifts are just nice gifts. So now? So now, back to the news. 608-256-2001. As the United Auto Workers strike against the big three automakers enters its fourth week, the UAW president today announced further action as pickets across the country, including Wisconsin, appear to be holding. Greg Jabosky reports. Today, UAW President Sean Fain entered the fourth week of his union strike against the big three automakers, as he had on weekends before, by addressing UAW members and the world through a public announcement on Facebook Live. But Fain's 15-minute address at 1 in the afternoon central time today did not include the expected notices of a strike expansion, but a major negotiating victory. Moments before this broadcast, we have had a major breakthrough that has not only dramatically changed negotiations, but it's gonna change the future of our union and the future of our industry. We were about to shut down GM's largest moneymaker in Arlington, Texas. The company knew those members were ready to walk immediately. And just that threat has provided a transformative win. GM has now agreed in writing to place their electric battery manufacturing under our National Master Agreement. An agreement to unionize battery plants, dismissed as a union pipe dream by auto industry analysts even just weeks ago, reverses a more or less open plan by the big three to phase out union shops as automobile technology advances, as Fain made clear today. The plan was to draw down engine and transmission plants and permanently replace them with low-wage battery jobs. We had a different plan and our plan is winning at GM. And we expect it to win at Ford and Stellantis as well. Bain followed this announcement with a long list of negotiating advances that the union has claimed. We have moved these companies further than anyone thought was possible. So let's take a look at where things started and where we are now. Looking at wages, our first wage proposal from the companies was a 9% raise from Ford. Now, with members standing up everywhere, three weeks into the strike, our top offer is 23% from the same company. That's two and a half times higher than they started. It's not where we need to be, but it's a hell of a lot further along. Both GM and Stellantis are behind Ford at around 20%, and we think they can catch up and then some. We heard for years that cost of living allowance was a thing of the past and we'd never get it back. That we couldn't go back to a cost of living adjustment formula that protected against the worst of inflation. Suddenly, three weeks into our stand-up strike, we've got two of the big three automakers committed to returning to our 2007 cost of living formula. 
Other UAW negotiating advances claimed by Fain today include what would be a major restructuring of the system of tiers, with wage advances for so-called temporary, but not really temporary, workers, and with full-pay wage progression reduced from eight to three years, the maintenance of profit-sharing, the right to strike over plant closures, increased tool allowances for skilled trades, and advances on pension and health care benefits packages for both future and past retirees, any of which represent sharp union advances that recently seemed unobtainable. According to UAW President Fain, the union's goals are yet to be reached. Our strike is working, but we're not there yet. Everything we've done to this point has been with one goal in mind to win a record contract that reflects the Big Three's record profits and the historic sacrifices our members have made to generate those profits. That was UAW President Sean Fain speaking this afternoon. Fain announced negotiating advances, including agreements for union shops and new EV battery plants, and citing these and other negotiating advances, announced no new plant strikes for this week. For Labor Radio, I'm Greg Jabosky. Labor Radio reporter Janine Ramsey spoke to striking UAW workers at several GM processing facilities in the Flint, Michigan area and at a Ford assembly plant in Chicago about the ongoing UAW strike. We're here at the Ford plant in Chicago speaking to the UAW strike captain of Local 551. What is your name? Erica Ray. Can you tell us why you're all out here striking today? We're striking for a fair and equal contract. What do they do here at this facility? We assemble the Ford Inceptor, police car, the Lincoln Navigator, and the Ford Explorer. So it's a pretty important facility. Oh, definitely. What are your main reasons for striking? I've been here for 24 years. I haven't had a decent raise. It's time for us to get a fair contract. What would you say that the head of Ford was here right now, Jim Farley? Fair contract, equal pay. We deserve it. We put in the work for it. We've earned it. Folks gave up a lot when there was a financial crisis in 2008. Can you tell me more about that? I was here in 2008. It was a very rough time for us all. The recession hit hard. We genuinely made concessions to help the company and they didn't return it. They said that these things would not need to be contracted. They would be given back over time. Over 10 years later, we still don't have them. Now we are here fighting for those rights back. What do you want the public to know about this strike? We're hardworking individuals. We just want our performance, our energy to be reciprocated. We deserve this. They're making record profits off of us record bonuses for the president. We just want our equal share. What would you want to say to Sean Fain, the UAW president, if he were here right now? We support Sean Fain wholeheartedly. He has the solidarity of the local 551. Do you think this is a broader issue for America in general? Yes, we're middle class, and they're trying to destroy middle class. On the picket line at the GM Davidson Row Processing Center in Burton, Michigan, UAW Local 651 member Joe Williams had this to say about his main reasons for going on strike. Better pay, retirement back, and the main reason is I should be able to buy a car for General Motors if I work for General Motors. And right now, the way it is, you can't buy a car here? No, no. Wow. 
What would you say to the head people at GM, Mary Barra? Just be fair and treat the Timbs better. What's going on with the Timbs right now? Oh, they be Timbs for five years. That's way too long to be a temporary employee somewhere. They don't get the benefits that other people get. What do you want the public to know about this strike? Stand with us. And what's the best way that people can stand with you? Come out here, volunteer to help. Grab the picket signs. What would you say to UAW President Sean Fain if he was here right now? I'm digging this strategy. I like what he's doing. Anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah. Tap into our podcast on YouTube. We talk a lot about the strike. Lights, camera, action, podcast. I have here... Eric Price, president of Local 651. We're all out here fighting for better wages, cost of living, job security, pensions, so much more, just to name a few. What are your personal reasons for being out here today? Trying to get my pension back, cost of living for me and all my members. What'd y'all give up during the financial crisis? Back then, what we gave up was cost of living. We gave away our pensions and the right to hire in after 90 days. Was that the right thing to do back then? Absolutely not, but you know, us, trying to help the company and do what's right for everybody in the long run, it ended up turning around and biting us in the butt. What can you tell us about what happens here at the processing center? We package parts and we send them to our customers like AutoZone or Pet Boys, or we even send some stuff directly to dealerships. What would you say to the head of the people at GM, like Mary Barra? Mary Barra to do the right thing, and if they won't, uh, we're gonna strike until they get it right. What does this mean for America as far as you're concerned? If we can get our contract settled and get a fair deal, who's to say other companies can't do the same? What would you say to Sean Fain if he were standing here right now today? Tell Sean Fain to keep fighting and we got your back and we support you all the way. Those were the voices of workers on the UAW picket lines in Michigan and Chicago. This is Janine Ramsey reporting for Madison Labor Radio. Well, WRT and Madison Labor Radio is the only place you're going to hear those voices directly in Madison, but, Carol? Well, we have a number a number of pledges. Anna uh, called in, and uh, she loves her three favorite work shows. Are, uh, we, well, she says that we have the best news and public affairs department in the state, and all international music is fabulous. She made this donation in memory of Rick McCormick and Ted Putnam, also known as Ted Offensive, the wart DJ. And uh, she just loves those wart uh, embroidered patches, and she wants two of them. Well, we also have to thank David Polkonkowski. Thank you very, very much for your generous donation For to Chris Knight. Likewise, thank you very, very much for this one-time gift. It's uh, very, very generous, and we certainly appreciate it. And to Harry Richardson, again, thank you very much. Uh, from the bottom of our heart, this is uh, really the kind of thing we need. 608-256-2001, and we have a special 
pledge phone edition here. Yes, we have a book, two copies of a book, Fighting Times, Organizing on the Front Lines of the Class War by John Melrod, who was in town recently. Uh, These are two signed copies of this book available for pledges at the $50 level. Um, So hope you'll take advantage of that pledge. Well, we don't want to take too much more of your time here, but you should know that the kind of money, the pledges and the support that you'll be giving us, 256-2001, goes for things that the station really needs. Uh, Carol has the list. Well, we want to thank everybody who gave the word at the end of 2022 and helped us buy soundboards. But just when we had enough money to buy the boards, the vendor doubled the price. Sounds like drugs. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of our uh, that. So the soundboards continues to be a need. Our freight elevator from the first floor to the basement got stuck on the first floor three weeks ago. That means that our basement wasn't accessible to people who have accessibility issues. The elevator company said it was so old they couldn't find anybody or couldn't find any parts, and we're having a hard time finding somebody who knew how to repair it. It can be used right now. It was unstuck, but that's only temporary. It's estimated to run six to $7,000 to get that new uh, freight elevator fixed. Uh, we also need some gutters and downspouts, new windows, field recorders, all those things that bring you the news uh, with our Well, the field, the field recorders. How many what? Oh, well, they call 608-256-2001 and talk to one of our phone answers, which are Mary Ann and Karen and uh, and Lois, if necessary. And they can also go to the Internet, WRT 89.9. You can pledge there. Press the big orange Donate button. And what's really good about that particular method of pledging is you can become an evergreen donor, which is something the station really needs. That means that people agree to put in a certain amount per month so, for example, we get a great pledge of $100 or $200, a miracle, of course. But if you can put in $20 a month for the entire year, that comes out to be the same, in fact, more, and the station can count on that money. So uh, evergreen donors are something we really cherish, and we hope you uh, go to the net and do that or pledge on the phone, 608-256-2001. Can one of you bring that little bell there? Because we have someone online to thank as well. Ah. Norman gave a generous pledge. Uh, thank you, Norman. Norman picked up the Apple Green Bistro Mug, only available when you pledge online at wrtfm.org. He's pledging in memory of Ellen LaLazerne, who worked on this program. For, uh, she founded it 20 yeah. years. Uh, Labor Radio provides an important service to working people, he says, and thanks to Frank. So, well, so we'd thank like you, to, Norman, for your generous pledge. You can join Norman by going to wrtfm.org. And making a generous pledge of your own. Or you can call 608-256-2001. Become an evergreen pledger. We'd love a few of those. So, Well, um, we'd like to go back to We also to have the, news to get to. We want to go to the news now, right? Hey, let's do that. Kaiser Permanente workers went on strike Wednesday. Frank Emsbeck has a story. The strike, led by the Coalition of Kaiser Permanente Unions is the largest strike of healthcare workers ever in the United States. This is an unfair labor practice strike, meaning that it is of limited duration and focus on specifics, in this case, staffing. CNN and others estimates that the 40% of all kinds of Permanente employees are off the job. Strikers include nurses, medical technicians, and support staffs. Listeners may recall that OPIU Local 39 also led an unfair labor practice strike earlier this year 
against True Stage. As of broadcast, the parties have not settled the issues of staff and compensation. Caroline Lucas, the spokesperson for the Coalition of Kaiser Permanente Unions, indicates that the union is still waiting for a meaningful response from Kaiser regarding staffing, outsourcing protections for incumbent healthcare workers, and fair wages to reduce turnover. Although the unions and Kaiser have scheduled bargaining sessions for the end of next week, the Coalition of Unions said it could issue a 10-day warning after Saturday that could kick off another round of strikes in a couple of weeks if, quote, Kaiser executives continued to commit unfair labor practices and bargain in bad faith, end quote. As of now, the strike is scheduled to end Saturday. Material for this broadcast came from a variety of news organizations. I am Frank Emsbach from Madison Labor Radio. Next, Greg Jabowski talks to a local Starbucks worker about how workers there recently petitioned management over a safety issue. The Starbucks store on State Street in Madison voted this spring to unionize with Starbucks Workers United, the second in Madison to do so. As with other unionized Starbucks shops, they have yet to sign a contract with a multinational coffee giant, but workers there recently acted together as a union over a safety issue, which is here described by State Street Starbucks shift supervisor Matt Cartwright, who spoke to Labor Radio last Friday. Our store has four different public-facing bathrooms, all of which are open to the public, and many, many times our workers have found needles in trash cans and toilets. In restrooms, we have had maintenance have to come out and remove needles from toilets over and over and over. We've had to close down our restrooms several times to remove these needles from our toilets or from our trash cans or even just in our cafe around. Uh, we've asked for a sharps container box for a more safe disposal of it, both for, you know, our dealing, whoever is leaving these sharps, and for the public as a whole. We want everyone to be safer. According to Cartwright, after months of requests through normal management channels seemed to produce no results, State Street Starbucks workers delivered a petition signed by 32 members and dated September 28th, laying out the problem and demanding that Sharps containers be put in store restrooms. So the petition is a demand for a Sharps container in our bathroom. We're not getting any kind of response on it, so we decided to just take some direct collective action as a union and say, hey, listen to us. Earlier this week, after this interview, Cartwright informed Labor Radio that management had agreed to put the Sharps containers in stores. According to a subsequent communication from Cartwright to Labor Radio today, however, there has been no container installed as of today, no further word from Starbucks management, and management has refused to allow containers that were donated by a local organization. Cartwright has not understood the reluctance of Starbucks management. This is just a very clear, basic health and safety standard that you know, any store that's in any urban area should have. Um, and it's completely unreasonable and just beyond any of us why we wouldn't have access to these things which only serve to make everyone more safe. There was Matt Cartwright, a worker at the Starbucks store on State Street and a member of Starbucks Workers United. Listeners should know that two or more public sector workers, whether the workplace is unionized or not, have the right under federal law to act in a concerted manner to address workplace concerns, which include safety issues. According to the website of the National Labor Relations Board, quote, you have the right to act with co-workers to address work-related issues in many ways, with examples including talking with one or more co-workers about your wages and benefits or other working conditions, circulating a petition, asking for better hours, participating in concerted refusal to work in unsafe conditions, 
openly talking about your pay and benefits, and joining with coworkers to talk directly to your employer, to a government agency, or to the media about problems in your workplace. Unquote. For Labor Radio, I'm Greg Jabosky. State workers are calling to end delay in pay. State employees will hold a rally calling for a pay raise on Tuesday, October 10th at 5 p.m. outside the Wisconsin Capitol at the State Street corner. Labor Radio spoke with Joanna Frasch, a board member of Ask Me Local 1, and asked her why the local decided to organize the demonstration. We are demonstrating on October 10th for two reasons. The first is that we want to stand in solidarity with our our friends and siblings in the UW system. Um, Also because it's a shared fight. So things that are happening to them are also affecting public sector workers that are not UW employees. Race goes on to explain that JOKER, the Joint Committee on Employee Relations, has refused to meet and approve the already agreed upon pay increases. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and Chair of JOKER has proposed canceling the raise for UW employees unless the UW eliminates diversity, equity, and inclusion programs from the state budget. Even if Joker agrees to meet and to implement the agreed-upon wage increases, organizers say the proposed 4% and 2% pay adjustment over the biennium is less than inflation. Organizers link lagging pay to high vacancies and turnover. The state's last workforce report identified over 5,700 vacant positions within state agencies a vacancy rate of 17.7%. In sum, the demonstrators want Joker to meet and implement the pay increases and to stop holding the state employees hostage to Robin Voss's desire to eliminate diversity, equity, and inclusion programs from the UW budget. Thanks to Joanne Frasch for her comments. I am Frank Emsbach for Madison Labor Radio. Well, before we get on to the fundraising, we do have an announcement, and this goes like this. Find great deals and tasty treats while supporting your local Madison sourdough workers and their mutual aid fund at a rummage and bake sale happening tomorrow, Saturday, October 7th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Madison Labor Temple, 1602 South Park Street in Madison. Remember, support the sourdough workers and their efforts to unionize. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Madison Labor Temple, 1602 South Park Street. And, Carol? Well, we received a number of pledges, and I don't know if this person wanted to be anonymous or not, but, um, uh, oh, oh, it's uh, on behalf of the Family Farm Defenders, and gave a generous donation and wants this Fighting Times book that we have, so that is great. And Labor Radio, he, he supports Labor Radio and all those who support family farms. We also got a, a pledge from Pete, uh, and he, <laughs> everything, he said he likes everything on Word except for the Thursday buzz, and he knew that he was giving this pledge to the <laughs> to the uh, host of the 8 o'clock Whatever. Class. Anyway, uh, so, and then uh, we uh, Tracy Surprise gave a generous donation in memory of her late husband, Adam Sesh, thank you so much, Tracy. Her favorite shows are Labor Radio, A Public Affair, and The Local News. And uh, David also made a pledge, uh, and 
Uh, he really likes democracy now. Well, and, we really, well, you have more? Uh, no, I just want to say that uh, that the uh, the gutters and downspouts ne- really need to be replaced because the <laughs> basement gets wet when it rains. I know we're in a drought right now, but we really need uh, the gutters and downspouts. Yeah, we don't want fish in the basement, but we do want pledges, 608-256-2001, or on the Internet, WORT.89.9 FM. Give us a, a pledge. Press the big orange button when you get to the Internet. That'll do it. But we do need to hear from you, 608-256-2001. I think we've got about 30 seconds. So. Thanks for listening to Madison Labor Radio. I'm David Delier. Thanks to editor Frank M. Speck, assistant Robin G., reporters Greg Jabowski, Janine Ramsey, Carol Weidel, and damage control specialist Joanne Powers. Special thanks to Keith Steffen, our reader coordinator, web poster Anu Lee, and to all our readers and the members of IBEW Local 2304 WORT Staff Collective. And I'm Rebecca Meyer Rao. We would also like to thank all of our generous contributors to Labor Radio and WORT. Please stay tuned for the Blues Cruise with Dave Watts and the Professor Bill Clark. You said I